How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the 10th episode of The Couch Coaches, presented by From The Couch. Yes, that is right. This is the podcast that is created by the fans, for the fans. Podcasting and broadcasting is not my profession, but being a fan, I would definitely say is. So I've done this for the fans, ladies and gentlemen, for the fans. And I would just like to take a moment and congratulate myself and also Coach Greg and Coach Dom for successfully getting 10 episodes out in 10 months. Once again, I'm here by myself. I might get Coach Dom to come in a little bit later um, because I want to do a new little segment, something that I think will be pretty fun for for the fans because we are the podcast created by the fans for the fans, as I've already said. So I want him to come on here and just maybe talk a little bit about the Toronto Maple Leafs, uh, allow him to vent a little bit. But I don't know if that's going to happen for sure yet. We'll see what this episode brings. I'm just glad you guys are here to listen to it. I'm glad that you are still listening to us, even though we've only released 10 episodes in 10 months. It has been a slow start for the brand, um, but I am actually pretty pretty happy and pretty impressed with where the brand overall has gotten to so far. It's a slow process. Uh, in the new year, I would like to definitely work a little bit harder on this and maybe actually turn the studio into something legit. That way we can record. Like, not just the, the audio of the podcast, but a video of it as well uh, for our YouTube channel. But yeah, anyways, let's get right into this one. It's a, it's a pretty good week. But before we get into this one, actually, uh, I'd, re- I'd really quickly like to just uh, shout out Curvy Leggings and Custom Gifts. They might be doing a name change soon. Uh, so I've been told that's, that is the rumors. Uh, so here's the first teaser and hot take of that. Uh, however, you do know that they do uh, our, all of our merch. And I want to shout out uh, a good friend of mine from uh, actually like across the country who who ordered a keychain off of us and Curvy Leggings and Custom Gifts went through with that order and got it to them uh, in a matter of like a week, which was which was awesome. So yeah, Curvy Curvy Leggings and Custom Gifts they are a Niagara based business and they make merchandise merchandise anything to do with vinyl, cups, coffee mugs, T-shirts. Literally, you name it, we, they made keychains for us. So yeah, literally, you name it, they could most likely make it for you. We use them. You guys should too. I'll let you know if the name does change because they're a sponsor, so I will obviously update you on that. But for now, they are still Curvy Leggings and Custom Gifts. Uh, so yeah, they, that, that's a quick little shout out for them this week. And we are going to get right into some NFL news because I do not want this episode to go too long because I believe... That I will be recording with Coach Greg and Coach Dom come Sunday, which I, I hope we do because I'd like to have all three of us back on the podcast again, especially now that the Bruins and the Leafs have played each other twice. I want to see what kind of bad blood and heat that Coach Dom and Coach Greg can get into. I think it'd be pretty hilarious. And trust me, I know Coach Dom has a lot to say. Greg has been kind of quiet, uh, quiet so far. He hasn't said a whole lot. He said it was a good game on Saturday when he was here on Sunday for the Coach Coach's uh, show on our YouTube channel. He didn't really say much to Coach Dom. He said it was a good game on Saturday. Leafs got a good win. But I have not heard his response for Tuesday night. And I'm curious to see what he has to say to Coach Dom. Because when the Bruins win, Greg gets a little cocky. You know, he gets a little cocky. But that's okay. You know, it's his team. He's he's allowed to be like that. And he is a diehard Bruins fan. I'm telling you, I've never met a Bruins fan that is as diehard as Coach Greg. So anyways, NFL news. We, got, we actually got a, quite a bit of NFL news this week uh, in total, but the biggest thing that I've seen 
which actually happened today, which was kind of mind-boggling to me. Michael Bennett got traded to the Cowboys for a conditional seventh-round pick uh, for the New England Patriots. Kind of surprised me. I knew Bennett was, I'm pretty sure, suspended at the beginning of the year, and then he was only playing like 30% of the snaps for the New England's defense, and he was upset about that. I don't know if he requested a trade or if New England was just like, we're not going to deal with this guy, let's just trade him. Either way, New England's defense is a star-studded cast, obviously the best in the league. I don't care who they've played. I've been hyping up this defense before the season even started, and I definitely think them losing Bennett is not a big deal, and I don't even think they needed anything more than a seventh, to be honest. Uh, he He's a vet, so you weren't going to get much higher out of, like higher value out of him. I don't know. I, I feel like they were kind of stupid not to play him more. Uh, he started twice, but only played like 30% of the snaps. So I, again, I feel like they weren't that smart to not play him more. However, he's now going to the Cowboys who could definitely use him. Um, and he gets a revenge game against the Philadelphia Eagles, which I guess people are hyped about. But if I'm not mistaken, haven't the, haven't the Cowboys already played the Eagles twice? I'm going to Google that real quick. Maybe they haven't. But I thought they did. I know they played them last week. That's, that's pretty obvious. Um, but yeah, anyway, so Bennett to the to the Cowboys, whoop-de-doo. More important news. Mohamed Sanu got traded to the New England Patriots for a second-round pick. Um, people are freaking out about this. Listen, this is not Antonio Brown, okay? This is Mohamed Sanu, and he's a great, great receiver. Don't get me wrong. He was on a loaded receiving core in Atlanta, so didn't see the ball that much. But I also think people freaking out over him for fantasy, for fantasy purposes, he he's going to have the exact same production that he did in Atlanta for the New England Patriots. That is also a very large, I know there's injuries right now for them, but that is a very big wide receiver core. And you never know what piece of the, the New England Patriots offense is going to be used week to week. So one week they could be run heavy, next week they could be like throwing heavy, like using their receivers a lot. And I just don't think Mohamed Sanu is the number one guy there, or the even the number two. They're going to have Nikhil Harry coming back soon. That's the rumor, at least. And I think that's why they probably placed Josh Gordon on IR. Um, then you got Julian Edelman, you still got Philip Dorsett, and then Mohamed Sanu. I just don't see his production going up that much, maybe a little bit. But it's nothing to freak over about. But either way, New England Patriots get another receiver. He's going to be good for them. Uh, it's, a, it's good depth for them for sure. I just don't see him having much more value in fantasy than he did in Atlanta. In other news, as I've already said, Josh Gordon play, was placed on the IR, I think, uh, yesterday, which would have been Wednesday. And then if you've seen our Instagram, I posted... Uh, a comment that Josh Gordon made on the actual NFL post about him being placed on IR. And he said, interesting with like an inspector eye kind of emoji. And I was like, Oh damn, I don't think Josh Gordon either knew he was getting placed on IR or like felt like he should have been placed on IR. Uh, there was rumors that he was close to coming back. So like did new England do him dirty? Uh, like I'm not trying to, make a situation something that it's not but it really seems like he felt like he was ready to come back and then New England's like now nah, we're going to place you on the IR we just got Mohamed Sanu Nikhil Harry can probably will probably be coming back this season thanks for playing with us it's time to move on 
And for me, it's like Josh Gordon has to thank the New England Patriots for pretty much kind of rejuvenating his career because he was going through a lot and struggling through a lot. And I believe for sure that the New England Patriots organization helped him out with that. However, at the same time, I do feel for him because it's been setback after setback after setback. And I'm not trying to defend somebody who, you know, used drugs and was showing up to games drunk and drugged up and high and all that. But you, at, at some point, a talented player like this, you do feel bad when it's been setbacks due to injury because it seems like he's really changed his mindset and he's obviously gone to rehab and things like that. So he, he wants to be in the right place, but he's just getting set back by injuries now. And now he does not get to really make a staple for the New England Patriots franchise, which I feel like maybe he wanted to do. So we'll see where he goes next. I don't know what the next chapter for Josh Gordon is. And I'm sure he doesn't really know what that is yet either. It's just a disappointing situation for him. But I do wish him the best, and I hope that he gets another chance for another franchise. I could see him maybe going to like a Washington Redskins or something. A team that really needs a receiver, not this year, but for next year. I don't think Josh Gordon will play again this year at all. But next year, I can see him playing. Unless he gets picked up this year and is actually ready to play. But I don't know. I think Washington Redskins would be a good fit for him with a young quarterback. And they need receivers like desperately, so he'll definitely play. So, yeah, uh, he's done in New England. He's moving on. It is what it is. Other news for the NFL. A lot of NFL news this week. We had Emmanuel Sanders traded to the Denver Broncos. I'm honestly trying to remember what they got for him. Was it a third-round pick? Maybe. Maybe it was a third-round pick. Um, I don't have it written down here. I forgot to, I forgot to write it down. But, yeah, Emmanuel Sanders' time in Denver is done. Uh, I think there's a lot of heat going on in Denver right now around this situation. The fans are very upset. Uh, I think John Elway is kind of, um, how do I put this? How do I put the words I want to say to John Elway in a nice way? I think he's kind of, uh, it's just ironic that, somebody so selfish is trying to say that they don't like they're trying to build a not selfish atmosphere in their organization. And I definitely don't think Emmanuel Sanders was selfish at all, especially for the fact that he just wanted the ball more. Cause he's definitely your best playmaker. If not, well, Philip Lindsay might be your best playmaker, but he's one of your best playmakers and he's not getting the ball, especially as a vet wide receiver. He should be getting the ball, but now he's going to the 49ers and I'm looking forward to seeing what he can do there. I personally think this is just a great chance for him to be a leader to the young receivers in San Francisco. His production might not go up that much, but his value will on a team that needs it. So what that means is he may not play better than he did in Denver, but the San Francisco 49ers are definitely going to value what Emmanuel Sanders brings to the table a lot more than what Denver did. Because after you know the Super Bowl win... Peyton Manning retires, this, that, and the other thing. Emmanuel Sanders just kind of just like went into the background, kind of went into the shadows a little bit. He had a decent year last year when like he only played, what, 12 games and he had almost 1,000 yards receiving, and but nobody really talked about it. He, he's been quiet. He's been quiet. He's been kind of pushed to the background for the Denver Broncos, and it's sad. I feel bad for the fans, but, you know, this is, this is a business at the end of the day, and it, we do get to see our favorite players walk. Um, 
I got to see Andrew Luck walk this year into retirement, so that was that was great. But anyways, last last little bit for NFL news. Julio Jones uh, stuck up for Dan Quinn this week uh, after all the drama of Muhammad's new leaving, um, and Dan Quinn has definitely been. Sorry about that. So yeah, uh, Dan Quinn is definitely on the hot seat right now to possibly get fired in Atlanta. A lot of talent on that team. Not defensively at the moment. That's, I think, where they struggle the most. But definitely offensively, a lot of talent on that team. Dan Quinn is on the hot seat. Might get fired. Who knows what's going on over there in Atlanta. But Julio Jones stuck up for him this week and basically said, like, this guy has done everything for us. We've had a lot of success with him before in the past. This is how I interpret what he said, at least. We've had a lot of success for him in the past. This guy's always stuck up for us. He's done so much for us, uh, and this is on us now. And we have to basically rally together and play well for him because I'm assuming that they like him in Atlanta. The players probably love him, so they don't want to see him go. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if he gets fired, but at the same time, too, like that defense is in shambles. And I hate to see a guy get fired over something that he can't really control to a certain extent, if you understand what I'm saying. And I also feel like when Kyle Shanahan left to go to the 49ers and was no longer the offensive coordinator for Dan Quinn, you definitely seen that Atlanta Falcons offense and team regress a lot overall. Um, the, New Orleans, the New Orleans Saints have done nothing but get better. And they've consistently been good, but they've done nothing but get better in that division alone. So that's where I could also see the Falcons struggling. I thought for sure that the Falcons were going to have a huge rebound year this year. You can listen to like the last couple of podcast episodes that we released. I was hyping up Matt Ryan for fantasy. I definitely saw Atlanta potentially even winning the division. I just thought it was going to be a huge rebound year for them. Obviously, I'm wrong. They're 1-6 right now, so that was a terrible take on my part. But... That, that kind of stuff does happen, and teams, you know, they do regress. And now they lost Mohamed Sanu, but they still have Calvin Ridley and Julio Jones and Hooper and Devonta Freeman, and, like, they have talent. They just, defensively, I don't know what they can do. I really don't. So we'll see what happens there. I, I don't want to see Dan Quinn get fired, but maybe it's time for the Falcons to, to move on and maybe start to rebuild eventually like Matt Ryan's not getting any younger Julio Jones they're gonna obviously keep but he's not getting any younger either I think they need to start looking towards the future a little bit because this team that they've had that they've built around for the last few years had their chance to win a Super Bowl obviously didn't win it everybody knows what happened and I don't see them getting back there so it's time for a small rebuild within the next few years Moving on, uh, I'm not going to talk about the MLB World Series or anything like that because, quite frankly, I only care about the Toronto Blue Jays. Um, if you don't know my opinion about baseball, I, I still follow it a little bit, but I just think it's it's not right the way that the game is going for contracts and how much money these guys get paid and this, that, and the other thing. It, it's a personal opinion. I still do follow it a little bit. I obviously know what's going on right now in the World Series and all that, but I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'll I'll probably talk about it a little bit after it's over. I don't know. I'm just not I'm not a huge baseball guy at the moment, unless it's for the Toronto Blue Jays because that's my team. So I'm not going to talk about it. I'm sorry if you're a huge uh, baseball fan. I know Rads that has been on the podcast 
loves baseball, and I've, I talk about the Red Sox with him because, you know, that's just the right thing to do. You, you, you talk about people's interests with them. But I'm personally not going to talk about baseball. So I will talk about another sport that I also don't really like to, to watch that much, but I think this is pretty cool. The Raptors debuted season opener, home opener on Wednesday night, Tuesday night. I think it was Wednesday. I could be wrong. It might have been Tuesday. But anyways, they got opening night. They did their banner ceremony. The banner was raised. All the players got their rings. I think the rings look pretty cool. The North logo on the front, is it's nice. I wish they would have done like a actual Toronto Raptors logo instead. But the rings are still cool. I, I can't hate on a ring that I would never, ever have on my finger. Like that thing is just beautiful. And But what I really do think was cool about this whole situation, whether they're only worth 20 bucks or not, like some people, are, I guess, are trying to resell them on the internet for like $200 or that's what they have claimed that they are worth. Uh, but the fans they the, that attended the banner raise and all that, they, got, they also got like replica, replica rings of the NBA championship that the Raptors just won. They got rings as well, and I think that's really cool. It's just something that, like a keepsake that the fans can always remember. Uh, I like when, when teams and organizations do small things like that, and I'm kind of jealous. I, I would really have loved to experience that, especially if you're a diehard Raptors fan. Like Just that whole experience of going to see the banner raise, you get a ring when the rest of the team gets a ring. Whether it's only worth 20 bucks or not, that doesn't matter. It's about the experience overall, and especially for the kids too. Like. They'll, they'll remember that forever. Like, I don't know. That's just, I think that's just really cool. So I just wanted to mention that. And who cares if they're worth like 20 bucks or not? You know, like that. It's just about the experience, like I've said. So good for the Raptors. I'm happy for them. They won as well, which is cool. Will they repeat? Probably not. Um, if I had to take my early pick, I'm going to say that the, the Clippers are going to win the NBA championship. Not just because they got Kawhi. I just think they're going to be a really good team. But in other news, that is it for news. So yeah, I only talked about the NFL and NBA this week. Um, on Sunday, uh, we'll cover, if we decide to do an episode, we'll cover the NHL because I like to have Coach Dom and Coach Greg talk about the NHL because they do know more than me. I'm, I'm going to admit it. I, I can talk about the NFL for days, but when it comes to the NHL, I know my stuff, but they know their stuff more and they are more passionate about it. They've been watching games and all that way more than I have. I'm fully indulged into the NFL season right now. Hockey season and NHL season starts for me in about January. I know that's when playoff football starts, so I'm obviously still really into that as well. But January, you know, we get the ice frozen over here in Canada. And, you know, I start playing some pond and you know, it all just turns into hockey, hockey season for me. I don't know. It's just how it's always been for me. And playoff hockey, too. I love playoff hockey. Uh, to finish off this week's episode, I'm not going to be doing a versus. I'm going to save that for Sunday so we can have, you know, some discussion around it instead of me just throwing out stats and then being like, oh, what do you guys, who do you guys think wins this week? No, I'm going to save the discussion for when I'm with Coach Dom and Coach Greg for the verses. However, I will talk about my last week's fantasy results because I think I did pretty bad, actually. Not going to lie. I did I did really bad. But I, I enjoy talking about this kind of stuff with you guys. So the most impressive player this week for myself was definitely Aaron Rodgers. I had him. I started him. Guy got me 43 points. I can't, I can't, I can't, you know, not give, give Aaron Rodgers some, 
some love. I think it was like one of his best career performances and was his best performance this year by far fantasy wise because I've started him almost every single week and this is the first week where I can confidently say I'm happy I started Aaron Rodgers through for 429 yards and five passing touchdowns and he also tallied up a rushing touchdown to get him to 43.76 points as I've already said and yeah definitely my most impressive player this week honorable mention was Marvin Jones Jr. fun fact when you watch this week's episode of the couch coaches on our YouTube channel cameraman Walt had Marvin Jones on his bench after we told him to start him and he got four touchdowns uh four receiving touchdowns and he got, also got like 43 points which was pretty crazy and it was pretty funny that coach or uh, cameraman Walt didn't start him the most disappointing player this week uh this is just a personal opinion you might know of a player that did worse I I don't think I know of a player that did worse this week especially one that's like supposed to perform pretty well every week and should have definitely performed well this week uh most disappointing player philip Lindsay, with only 4.2 ppr points he had 36 yards rushing and on like 11 attempts i believe and only one catch for negative four yards yeah in a ppr league with philip Lindsay, that is definitely not a stat line you want to see and they should have run the ball with him a lot more than they did I, they went with freeman a lot royce freeman but like Man, Kansas City is one of the worst run defenses in the league, and you don't give Philip Lindsay the ball more than 11 times. Like, I don't know if he was maybe dealing with, like, a little injury that they didn't talk about because it was, like, a Thursday night game, and they wanted to limit his, his production. But against a divisional rival and one of the worst run defenses, you definitely have to give Lindsay the ball more than 11 times. And even if he didn't perform those 11 times, you keep feeding him the rock against that Kansas City team, he will eventually bust one bust one out for a huge touchdown or something. So I was pretty disappointed with that. That is definitely my most disappointing player of the week. Personal team results. I actually played Coach Greg this week in our, in our league. Uh, I had a pretty good lead. Thought I was going to beat him. He thought I was going to beat him. And then that Cowboys game happened. Zeke got him like a bajillion points. And he ended up beating me by four points. Uh, I lost 130.62 to 126.26. Uh, that that one stung a little bit. I needed that win to kind of push myself into a definite playoff race. Now I'm like two games back of even having a shot at a playoff position. And if I don't win this week, I'm I'm most likely most likely packing it up and done for the season, which really sucks. But. You know, it is what it is. Yeah, it's why we play the game, right? You can't always get what you want. And unfortunately, I definitely have not gotten what I want this year. My matchups have been tough. Like, I've, I have decent weeks every single week, but my matchups are so tough every week. They always just seem to be around the same performance level as myself. I always perform to the level of my opponent. I never blow anybody out of the water. Even the week I got like 156 points, I barely won because the guy got like 150 as well. That's just how that's how my life goes in fantasy football. I'm going to be honest. So yeah, guys, I, I appreciate you listening to my little rants and uh, news updates for episode 10. I'm happy that you guys have listened to 10 episodes of myself speaking so far. Uh, I hope you, that you've enjoyed it. I'm hoping that you've enjoyed it. I've definitely enjoyed it. 10 episodes in 10 months, you know, is what it is. But we're just starting out. And I'm looking forward to what the future brings. Uh, so yeah, guys, this has been an, oh, oh, I guess I should shout out our social medias. I've also been having a problem of speaking the last two days. I, I always have a problem speaking, but especially the last two days, I don't know if it's just because I talk too fast 
or what, but pronouncing words has not been in my favor. But yeah, if you guys want to check out our Instagram, it is the underscore couch underscore coaches. That is where I'm the most active for sure. I'm always posting stuff, always uh, putting the breaking news lines on our stories. It's a lot of fun. So you should follow us there. Um, if you're listening to this episode, you probably do follow us on Instagram, but if you don't definitely do use hashtag pod FTC to see all of our content from the coach coaches and flip the channel. And also if you want to like, you know, post something or use the hashtag, go ahead. But anyways, guys, Oh, one more, one more itsy bitsy thing. If you're listening to us on Spotify or iTunes, please give us a rating. It could be a freaking three star rating, a five star rating. I don't care. I just want to be rated, but I hope it's a five star because I hope you like me, especially if you're at this point of the episode. And also follow or subscribe to the podcast as well on those channel on those platforms because it doesn't help us out right now, but it definitely will in the future and make us look more legit. And I would appreciate it if you're a frequent listener if you did that. So anyways, guys, this has been another episode of The Couch Coaches presented by From The Coach. More importantly, this has been episode 10 woot woot, of The Couch Coaches presented by From The Coach. I will catch you in the next episode. See you later.